Right, today is February 4th, 2024. This is Mobius Podcast 195. I'm Todd Agasso, and the good Dr. John Westfall is not with us. He is somewhere off on a super secret mission, and I'm sure he'll not report back to us, but we'll, we'll hear from him again. Uh, but with me, fortunately, I have some um, good friends, uh, alphabetically by surname, uh, Steve Hughes, uh, Sven Johansson and Frank McPherson. And you know, I just realized that uh, we all have really long last names, except for Steve. You you kind of lucked out. <laughs> You're not too bad. <laughs> and if Don Sorsonelli were with us, we'd have just, you know, a majority. Well, we already have a majority of people with just way too many letters and vowels in our names. But uh, anyway, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining, joining me this morning. I know you guys are busy. Uh, although I... Some of you, I guess, are in weather system. I mean, Steve is having, like, weather problems. Uh, you guys okay in your locales? Uh, Swen, how's your, your weather holding up okay? Oh, Swen, you're muted. You're, I think you got to do your uh, headset yep. mic. No, I just I click it off here. It's easier okay. to see, but I don't notice it. Yeah, no, I got a six to eight inches of snow yesterday, so. Oh. But, but in Colorado here, by, you know, Tuesday, it'll be gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does, you know, the trees are pretty and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys have strong roofs, I take it, so it's not a big weight problem. Yeah, no, we're, we knew it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I just saw someplace I once lived got 100 inches of snow, like in yeah. a short period of time. That's like, you know, roofs are collapsing because even they couldn't build it. Back to Fairbanks? Alaska? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is kind of weird I time of year to have that yeah. much snow. It's usually too cold to snow, but I don't know. Global warming, I guess. Anyway, and Frank, you're kind of up in the northern climes too. How you, how's your weather holding up? Actually, it's very nice here. We're 12 degrees above normal, so we're in the mid-40s wow. right now. And, uh, yeah, we had snow come through earlier last week, but that's pretty much all melted except for the uh, piles. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like Steve, speaking of Fairbanks, before we move it, there... you got to be more specific. Uh, 12 degrees above more, normal could be minus 30. You know? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's like, how Fairbanks was. Our normal's 53 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in the the summer before we moved to Fairbanks, or you know, a few months before we moved to Fairbanks, they had a springtime snowmelt, sudden snowmelt. Now remember, Fairbanks is in the middle of Alaska. There is no ocean anywhere near there. They had a flood because the snow melted yeah. so fast, and there was so much of it that they basically flooded the town. But uh, that was well, they're, they're in a valley, right? Ago. Surrounded by mountains. So. Yeah, Tanana Valley. Yeah, then that's why they also have. A, when I was a kid, it wasn't a problem, but they currently have air quality problems because. The, the air inverts, and so there's like it a is. layer of smog that just covers the valley. Yeah, they're not super big mountains, though. It's when you're, I've been there, and it's, it, you know, it's, there's our rising. Fairbanks? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's not, not like, like But yeah. they do, they do have a river that runs through the thing. And, uh, I was interesting. I was there twice, once in the middle of summer, once in the middle of winter. And in the winter, they have, you know, like train crossing things because you could drive on some of the streets. Because it crosses the river and the river is frozen. Yeah. In the winter, in yeah. the summer, and they're not you anywhere can't cross near there's no the bridge. They just close. Yeah. The, they just close the gates and you can't drive there anymore. So it's you know farther across yeah. town than it was in the in the winter. <laughs> Where, Fairbanks is anywhere near Denali, so it doesn't have any like it has mountains surrounding it, but it's not like you know crazy tall. <laughs> um, anywho, I have never been to Denali. I think I saw it for a flight when we left Alaska, but that was about it. And back then it was called Mount McKinley, so I had to go oh, look yeah. up what the current yeah. name is because I did, I could not remember. Um, alrighty, 
So a couple of things. Um, one of the things I, I, one of the nice things about retired is you can kind of play with stuff when it comes out, even if it's nothing to do with work because I don't work. Uh, and so Google Bard, which apparently is going to be renamed Gemini, which I think is a really horrible idea. It's got too many vowels, sort of like my name. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for people to spell and remember but anyway google bard which is easy to remember just added the ability to generate images you know not unlike nope. bing creator or microsoft designer i really like it i think it does a pretty good job have you guys tried it no but i did see that facebook post you put out the poodle on the plane yeah 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 <laughs> and so the story the story by the way uh i know you guys know the story but the story is so my wife um flew to london uh, last week to go uh, sync up with our daughter who is finishing up a business internship there. And um, well, she got on the she got on board the plane for her connection from here to LAX. Um, and she was asked by the flight attendant if she wouldn't mind changing seats with another passenger in first class. And my wife said, "Yeah, sure, okay." Because and the, but the reason is interesting. The this this person that she changed seats with. She wanted to sit behind her dog, a large poodle, who had its own first-class seat ticket. But my wife, unfortunately, is not the photographer I am and didn't think they'd snap a photo. And so I said, hmm, what would that look like? And so I went to uh, Google Bard and used it, it. And it had just launched that day. It was like, you know, like Thursday of last week. It had just launched. And I said, I gave it some, you know, a prompt. And it is, oh, that's, that's a pretty reasonable-looking photo. Then another friend of ours, Jason Dunn, said, hey, I've never heard of a dog sitting in a seat. So then I said, hmm, you know, I haven't either, except for my, you know, fake photo. And so I looked it up, and there are photos of dogs sitting in first yeah. class. <laughs> I've, I've gotten on a plane before, and there was two Great Danes sitting in first class, and the owners were sitting in coach. Because they couldn't oh, really? put him anywhere else, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was just hilarious. Just I was like, am I, like, in a Twilight Zone episode? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, dog dog enthusiasts are interesting people for sure. I I once uh, was flying back to Hawaii, and I I I don't buy business and first class seats for myself, unlike some other people in my family. And uh, I had a coach seat. Uh, this is a business trip, and I used to have lots and lots of points back then. And so, yeah. and I used to have coupons. They, the airlines used to send me coupons saying, "Hey, if you want to upgrade, here's coupons to upgrade." So I used to use them all the time. Yeah, those are coupon so I upgraded books. Upgraded to first yeah. class. Yeah. <laughs> I upgraded to first class and uh, sat down next to this nice lady. And this lady, we're talking. And I said, and she says, uh, oh, I asked her, so, you know, are you you're heading back home? Are you going on business? She goes, oh, this is a business trip. I said, ah, she says, I'm a dog trainer and I'm flying to, you know, Hawaii to Hawaii. train the dog. And I'm like, wow, wow I am in a wrong Because <laughs> 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 nobody flies me first class by choice, you know. Um, anyhow. So that's uh, Google Bard, soon to be called Gemini, and it's, it's they've also got a separate thing called Image FX. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure the difference is. I don't think there is one, except that it's a dedicated image generation UI. Yeah, I like, think it's a dedicated app you actually download as opposed to using the the Go- in your browser. So. Yeah. So um, it's at any rate, I I really like it. I thought they did I because I did also try Microsoft Designer, and I thought Google Bard yeah. did a much better. Yeah, job easier to use. My prompt. Yeah, they also have something called Music FX, which I have, which was released previously, <laughs> and that's uh, you know the Gen Music. But at any rate, okay. Next is kind of a you know a, a continuing rant, which you guys are all too familiar with. 
And this is an old rant. This is from 2012. This is a 12-year-old rant. So in 2012, I thought it would be a good idea to buy a Microsoft Surface RT laptop. And I really did think it was a good idea. And I, I kind of liked the concept and thought, well, I know yeah. I won't run all my apps. Or we didn't call them apps back then, maybe. But, you know, I won't run my software, Microsoft. It, but it came with Microsoft Office of a sort. Turned out to be a pretty crappy version of Microsoft Office. <laughs> but it did come with Microsoft Office and, you know, Explorer. Turned out to be completely unupgradable after about 18 months. Uh, and so I kept it just, just because, you know, I, I, I recently, in the last couple of years uh, since my retirement, I've been taking things to e-waste events to get rid of old PCs. But I've kept the Surface RT because my my disdain and hate for it is so strong. <laughs> I don't want it to be far away when I eat that. You know? Yeah, I still have one in storage too. <laughs> But anyway, so I read this thing about this guy that uh, it's got a YouTube video that says, uh, you know, you can install Raspberry Pi OS Did it? on a on a Surface RT, and and apparently runs pretty good. Is that using so, that uh, Open RT that's on GitHub? You know, I think it does. Okay. I think it does. I haven't looked at. I peeked through at the video, and I think that's what it does. You have to like kind of shimmy it in because you know Microsoft really doesn't want you to run anything else out of it. Use that EFI, including their own software. Mode on a USB yeah. drive and then installed that one. Okay. So I, I uh, dusted off my Surface RT, seething with hate from myself as I did so. <laughs> Used this god-awful magnetic charger, which is just terrible compared to just anything else we have. In fact, I wasn't even sure it was charging for a while. And if, uh, But to its credit, the RT booted up, and uh, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a try one of these uh, one of these days. So if you if you too could not part with your RT because you hate it so much you just wanted to look at it to you know exude your hate, <laughs> um, it may have some hope. And uh, and I like Linux. I'm an old Unix guy, so yeah. I'm looking forward forward to that. Yeah, the resolution was so poor on it though. I mean, it was compared to everything else. I, mean, I remember the whole UI was like scrunched down to that 699 yes. and it's like slow, yeah. low resolution. So you can't really, you did a lot of scrolling unless you hooked up to an external monitor. Yeah. And it was not a nice 1699, as you said. Yeah. It was really crunched. Yeah. <laughs> Super wide. But at the time it seemed like a good idea. And um, my dad was ill at the time. He would pass away soon. And so it was that, oh, you know, I'd have a full office, Microsoft office, which you really couldn't get back in 20. It turned out not to be a full office, but I thought I would. A full office in 2012. Um, so it seemed, you know, I said, well, I can you know, hang out with my dad, make sure he's okay. And he was in the hospital and stuff and, and still get some things done while I, while I normally rest. And, and it kind of sort of helped, but uh, in the end, it was just a terrible, terrible purchase and a waste of $1,000 or so. Because also the, the keyboard that came into it so bad, I had to go buy the alternative keyboard for like 150 bucks. Oh, wow. Which was actually pretty decent. Yeah, because you know the it had like a membrane type of keyboard that default it, came with it, and and, I, and then it had a clicky keyboard. You know, yeah. You know the irony. Yeah, of, you know the, the I see a certain amount of irony in that. Um, it seems like Windows on ARM has been yeah. something been coming. It started, I think, with Windows RT. So it's been something that's been yes. coming for more than a decade. The oh yeah. It, I think just recently I came across articles about uh, Windows on ARM being kind of, uh, you know, sometime this year becoming uh, a thing again. And then you marry that with the, 
to the long uh, idea that, you know, this is the year of, of the Linux di desktop, which yeah. I, again, never really truly uh, happened. And now, so you're basically taking and piling on two things, the window, you know, on top of Windows on ARM is the Linux desktop, <laughs> make something somewhat functional. Yeah. I mean, and that was my, is, is it Surface Go and ARM based? Isn't that? No. Surface Art no, no, no. We always know. Aileron. It's kind of white fast one, right? Yeah, based. Yeah, uh, I've, I've yeah. got one. I I use it every day. And uh, that's one thing that uh, I think Surface Go people have always said is why doesn't this thing have a Windows on ARM on it? It's the right size. You know, it's, we're kind oh. of portable. We could put a, you know, a cell system in it, but, uh, it, no, but it's, it's not it's ARM based been, Intel no, or? No, it's not. It's an Intel based. Yeah. Always yeah, has interesting. been. Interesting. Okay. Because yeah. I thought they had a Windows on ARM, you know, Wola that came out just a couple of years ago. Uh, as oh, a yeah. successor to RT. Oh, yeah. No, not, not to RT, not, though. Not for the Go. Came out and went yeah, for the yeah. Go. There's it's a, like a, yeah. it's like a Surface 9. Pro X. Yeah, uh, Pro X. And Windows you. on ARM device that they that they sell. Yeah. There's a bit, you know, the story's been that vendors have been desiring to sell Windows on, you know, ARM-based uh, laptops for quite some time because of battery life and so forth. So the idea of marrying Windows on ARM on that is always seemingly been a thing. Yeah. Frank, do you know yeah, if that's using I, I Windows use it parallels on my MacBook and MacBook Air M1. Which is Except a, quote, ARM machine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Works Except really the, well. the, and I, I've got a MacBook Air M1 too, which is great. And they, um, But the difference between the, the, the way Apple did ARM and the way Microsoft did ARM is everything, pretty much everything that ran on my Intel-based Mac runs on my <laughs> M1-based Mac. And so I'm I'm a pretty happy camper, you know, after making that transition. And I, I you know, and the same with, uh, you know, when my iPad, I got an M2-based iPad 2022, I guess. And everything that ran on my, you know, uh, what's this was an Apple, I forget what the Apple even calls their prior um, the, the a, technology. The A-series the a, the a yeah. chip, the original. A-series chips, pretty much everything that ran on the A-series chip runs on M2. Right. I'm so trying that's to an ARM based chip as well. I mean that's yeah, that's, yeah they all are. Apple yeah, they, original ARM uh designs or yeah. the eight series. Yeah. And so I and and uh I, you know, I, I keep reading rumors, I, I don't believe them, that uh the next iPad, which you know, and there were no new iPads last year. The next iPad is going to run or emulate Mac OS. Oh, it doesn't have to emulate, it's got an M's chip, um iPad Pro. Run it. So I'm not sure I want that to be honest. You know? I kind of like the kind of, lighter, kind of a bad idea. iPad OS, but it's uh, kind of like putting Windows on a tablet. You know, it doesn't doesn't really work. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> you know, aside from that, Surface RT was a tablet too. Remember, because you could pull the yes, I know. I've got a I've got a Surface and, down here, and you know, I've, I went through four Surface Pro fours, right? Yeah. Um, the first three. Oh, not all all four actually died a terrible, terrible death. Battery bloat, you know, or just literally uh system board died, uh system board and hard drive died. And I, the last one I don't even remember. I may have thrown it across at the wall. Um <laughs> but at that point I just said, uh I was still working at the time and I said I said it was still under warranty, I think. I said, I never want to see a surface on my desk again. Get me something else. So I think I got a Lenovo or Dell or something, and I was I was happy for the remainder of my career. But holy cow, I've had bad luck with Surface devices. Oh, and don't get me started on the uh, 
uh, what's the giant surface board that hub? Uh, hub? you're selling the studio? for? Studio? Uh, no, bigger. It's an 80 inch guy. Oh, the, the whiteboard? Yes, yeah, the hub. The yeah. Ben's talked about. Hub. The hub, the surface hub. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was awful. Awful, a lot of awful, laggy. awful. Oh, what's that? Is that the. Bunch I'm scaring you with my surface. No, I'm scaring God. you with my surface. <laughs> no, you're not scaring me. You're just. Just you're just bringing all this hate out of PTSD. me. PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to resist Works touching fine. your surface through my screen. <laughs> I thought you might. Todd's tech trauma. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got like I said, I got to give it credit that my 12 year old surface booted up when I charged it up. So you know the, the battery was still apparently okay. In fact, still had a charge yeah. uh, when I, you know, I probably haven't you know booted it up in years. So. You know, yay for that. Oh, one thing you know, it's oh, not Stanley, on my show. I have a that didn't boot up, but I have a the, Zoom 80 or the Zoom 80 that I finally Oh, you know, I really like your Zoom <laughs> HD. I remember when you showed it to me at one of the I, summits I, we were I, at. The HD still work. The 80 won't even charge. Oh, that was yeah, still, still works. Yeah. Yeah. The HD I almost still bought work. one specifically because you showed me that Project Gotham Racer had a version for it. And that was my <laughs> all time favorite Xbox game. <laughs> I almost bought it just for that. And I said, no. Um, you know, it's not in our show notes, but I wanted to ask you guys if you've seen any of the uh, Apple Vis Apple Vision Pro um, videos on YouTube of you know people who got theirs earlier or just bought it or yeah, because I I found it really interesting. I'm not going to buy one, but you know, yeah, it was like basically it was a mix. It was like people saying this is great technology, but it's got a way to go. I mean, it was like the the summary of pretty much everyone's review, but it has a lot of function. Yeah. If you're looking for that secondary display, I mean, it works great with a Mac. On its right. own for travel, like I saw saw one video. It was yesterday morning. One person just got on the airplane with it too, and you had to put a travel mode before you got on the plane, so that yeah. hands get recognized properly too in the blue light. And he was like, he's like, he got a little seat, little sick from the the motion. <laughs> trying to, and then when he's recording video, I guess it kept saying couldn't see his fingers, and it was always popping up in the video all over the place. Yeah, and control it. But say so watching the video and actually working with the display was actually functional on a plane. But the, the most the most interesting um, you know first impressions video I saw was a guy I think he's in San Francisco and he literally walked the streets of San Francisco which these days itself is a brave thing to do with or without a vision bra on your head um, and uh, he was just walking around with his vision pro and people were stopping him and asking him how it was he got out yeah. the bark or what looked to me like a bark um, and you know just kind of doing his thing and it <laughs> Yeah, and he pointed out some of the problems, like um, I think at the BART or at Subway, whatever he was writing. Um, because he was standing still, but he could see things, but things are moving outside, you know, as he passed it. There was some disconnect in what the Vision Pro is detecting as motion. And so I think he couldn't, you know, he had to look a certain way. I think he had to look down to use the Vision Pro for it to figure out, oh, yeah, you're actually standing still. <laughs> you're yeah. not moving. I don't need to compensate. I think it's like a 12 millisecond so, uh, delay between the cameras yeah. and which what you're seeing. And how it works is there's actually two ventricular lenses that kind of intertwine. Yeah. They, they connect. So there's, there's those two layers that are on it. Kind of like the old 3D cards you just get out of Cracker Jack's box. Sure. Kind of like that. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. it works. So there's a little aberration. I guess the field of view is kind of cut down. It's a lot less than you're going to have with the Oculus. Like the Oculus has a field of view like 110. This is probably like yeah. around 100 because it is like that ski goggle like mask around it. And then there's a little... Uh, distortion around the edges too with color and they kind of do that with like a lot of the photographs too when you look at it it pops right. up has like a little color distortion Halo. but when you pull full view yeah. it, it looks great I mean that's 
Yeah. It's just the overlay using that camera. And I, I think once I get better cameras in there, like you're, you're talking about before, I think, I think that's when it'll be a lot, a lot better. But this is like almost like a proof of concept that they can do. And it's a marvel like what they can do by the overlaying that clear display and having the UI. A lot of people like the UI. You can type in it. You have three different ways to enter text. You have the pinch you can click on stuff or you can uh, point and click on a keyboard or you can just click on a microphone and, and speak like you which is kind of yeah. cool. And if you hook up to a PC, you have all your, your interprets through your keyboard and your trackpad or your mouse. So right now, I think... Oh, go ahead, Swin. Oh, you're muted, Swin. You're muted, Swin. I tell you. Stupid thing. <laughs> but I'm coughing. I'm coughing, so I'm turning it off so I don't cough at you. Yeah, I was always going to prefer for, for me because I kind of point and click at a keyboard, anyways. <laughs> so okay. So at one point, are you, first of all, would you guys buy it if it hit a certain price point and a certain maturity level? Um, yeah, I think eventually. I mean, the, if there's that rumor that's coming out that they have the second versions already, they're in the works oh, yeah. of it, and then they also have a lighter version called the Air. Is a rumor that that's coming out. That's going to be hit the one thousand price point. We probably won't have the same technology, like the the eyes on the outside. And right, like right, right. Same resolution. Won't have that. Probably the four K image resolution, but closer to like two and a half or three K. So I think it'd be fine for most people to want to just get into it. And I think what they sold over one hundred sixty, hundred eighty thousand on the first day. So yeah, it's doing well. That's amazing, actually. Yeah, at that price. Yeah, I heard a number like two hundred thousand. Yeah, it, right. And it's. So and it's not a, just a price; really it's limited to the U.S., right? You can't buy it outside it? the U.S. Correct. So that you know, so it's, you can't buy it outside the U.S. And, it's thirty five hundred to start. That's before you get prescription yeah. lenses. If you're like you know some of us, um, or Apple Care, yeah. and or you have to be at Apple Store, right? <laughs> yeah, you have no, to uh, go to an Apple Store, right? No, um, I think you do to, to pick it up, and you have the choice. Yeah. I know, like you do the fitting virtually at home if you use an Apple product, like your camera on your phone, and do the initial uh, fitting. Uh, See if it'll fit and work, and then you go yeah. to the store. And you can either choose to unbox it with them, or a lot of people have done it on their own because they're filming videos. They choose to unbox it yeah. on their own and go through the process. And I think it's a step up well, to like what two hundred bucks for each version. So yeah. if you want five twelve, it's like three sixty nine, and if you want the one terabyte, it's another two hundred at three eighty nine. Yeah. So I can't, I can't get past the imagery in my mind of the idea of everybody walking around with these e goggle type things kind of staring off in the space juxtaposed against the 1984 Mac commercial. Ah. And it's just, there's a dissonance oh, yeah. of trying to, you know what I mean? It, it, it's to me, I, I don't see myself buying that thing just because of the imagery there. Now you ever get the glasses and get to the, you know, the Holy grail getting the, right. Making it less intrusive. Maybe it'd be interested, but, I, I don't see myself getting the goggles right now. Well, yeah, yeah, and you know, the, and some of the the much less expensive alternatives um, that my friend Jared Kuriva showed me a couple of weeks ago, like the Rokid, uh, which has diopter adjustment, so you don't even have to get fittings for prescription lenses, or the X Real, which I think he's the one he uses. He's got prescription; he had to put in for it, but he decided that's how he works now. I think he uses the X Real. As his monitor. He said he gave away his, you know, 42-inch monitor or whatever. But, and that's how he does his, his work every day now, which I think is kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, I think with those those units are a lot lighter, too. I mean, the weight of this. Oh, yeah. They a, look like regular glasses. I tried yeah, them. Yeah, so the weight of the, the Vision Pro is about the weight of an iPad Pro on your face. Or actually yeah. more. It's a few grams more. Yeah. So that's something else yeah. to consider. I mean, and, and, but these are, you know, they look normal-ish, you know, to Frank's <laughs> point. 
but there is a cable coming down because you know you couldn't fit power in a regular size glasses to do that. So there is, you know, you do look like a you know person who has some medical condition perhaps that, that requires power. I mean, you know, not that we will laugh at people to do that, but you do you have that look about you like, oh, you've got something coming down. You your glasses need external power. Well, I mean, um, you can put that down somewhere and then sleep, put on a jacket, a collar. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess so. Um, but as but far as different. walking around with the things, I don't. Yeah, you know, walking around with the things, yeah. I don't think it's that much different than uh, yeah. walking around with your head down, looking at a cell yep. phone all day long. So yeah, so that's everybody's doing that. Buried now. in their phones. It, yeah, yeah. At yeah. least with the Vision Pro, is, you know, they got they can see their outside, whether it's you yeah. know, in the phone, they're just gonna walk in. It, it is noticeable because this mm -hmm. guy who did that demo, I mean, just literally walking around the streets and taking a you know bar or subway or whatever. Uh, a lot of people just came up to him and just wanted to talk to him about it. It's very noticeable that you're wearing yeah. something unusual in your head. There's a few things that people have to be aware yeah. of too. Like there's like a few second delay too. So if you take it off your head and put it back yeah. on, there's like a yeah. 20, 30 second delay and it's just all black. You can't see anything well. It's oh, interesting. Itself. So you have to put it yeah. back on in a safe setting if you want to be head on a slow one. Well, for so me, like I think a thousand dollar price point is something I would consider. Um, right now I'm kind of wrestling with whether I want to spend just a couple hundred dollars on some, you know, on, uh, non-Apple product that uh, gives me that kind of uh, field of view, either either AR or just even just VR, which is fine for me because it's not like I'm wandering around a lot these days. So what what applications are it, you looking to, to run in AR VR, which would be like a killer app, like vacuuming app, so you can actually see what you're cleaning up and you get like gamification <laughs> of... There are some apps out there too How's that do that. I saw there's Push a matrix. vacuum cleaner yeah. app, right? For the... Yeah. For, or at least it was demoed. So yeah, the damn, game vacuum... Yeah, yeah Dan, Dan Bochamp from uh, Shopify, he's their principal yeah. ARVR director. He came up with, he's created an app that would like, will work. He was pop, he's under a push matrix. You want to look him up on Twitter and he has a video of his do like spatial vacuuming. And he's, yeah. And he has another one of like maybe coins popping up and you get like coins that pop up. Yeah, yeah, clean, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So it's kind of cool to do that. You could do that too, like real cooking mama with when you're cooking on <laughs> yeah. a recipe or something. Not like the hedgehog while you vacuum. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, but to answer your question, it's kind of the the things that one would think you know watch movies which you can't do Netflix doesn't support the Air, the, the Vision Pro so but you know uh, the others do but you can't you um, can do it so, through the browser Netflix. so you go through Safari you still can view it ah. through there that's like a workout yeah. for some of them like there's also another uh, like YouTube doesn't have one yet but there's another app called Juno I think that actually has yeah. a nice interface for the Vision the, Pro the the non Vision Pro products, um, you know, you can plug some of them right into the iPad and watch right from there, or an iPhone, I would guess too, um, you know, USB C iPhone, and and watch right. videos with that. So that's you know sort of the obvious stuff. I'd also you know this morning just before we got started, as you know, I was complaining that I only had two displays and I needed a third display for the podcast <laughs> to just go kind of spread things out nicely. Um, it's, but I, you know, I think with a hundred ten inch virtual display, I could probably spread things out with just one display. So you know, something like yeah, you that. You could probably buy a whole bunch of thirty two inch displays and just put them up for a lot less. <laughs> well, I could if I had a home large enough, but I have a very tiny home. I live in Hawaii, you know. <laughs> you could take it outside. Uh, yeah, and use it there. Take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I would. I don't. Other than the fact that I think it's fascinating, and I'd love to yeah. to play with one and have one and, and play with it, I, I don't have a re real need for it. it I'm probably the, one of the few guys between oh, yeah. us that doesn't have any gate, doesn't do gaming at all. Yeah. So, and I, I'm I sure that's one either. thing. That's the, 
yeah, just a so, casual gamer. I don't have a. I, I, um, I don't even do that. I mean, I play solitaire. That's the only. My old Xbox and yeah. my old um, PlayStation, whatever I had, <laughs> uh, were part of the e waste thing because they're just they you know red ring yeah. and just died. <laughs> well, so I don't have any of those. Yeah, I'm sure someone hasn't done gaming yet. I mean, you you technically probably could do it with like the Xbox Game Pass because you basically use it yeah. as a browser yeah. for some of their streaming yeah. games. So I'm surprised someone hasn't yeah. done video of that yet and see how the clarity is with it. You're going to need a yeah. fast data connection in order to do it because download from the cloud and play it. But that's an option people one, could do. The one thing, speaking of um, you know things to do, the one thing I am interested, I'm, I'm very interested in, is the spatial video aspect. Which you know, yeah. if you have an iPhone 15 Pro or Pro Max, you can shoot um, spatial video for the Vision Pro, and yep. and there's a couple of other third-party glasses that actual, I guess, it's compatible that you can you can see Quest, the spatial video. Quest Quest just announced they they can hands those back. And they can oh, use hands nice. too. Use a hand yeah. control too. They just released that beta was it yesterday, something like that. So I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I read about it. I don't have so one of those, I, so I can't do that. <laughs> I've been, I've been, uh, I've been. I can't view anything in spatial video at the moment, but I've been shooting stuff, kind of preparing for the day when you know I might have something to view. And, and fortunately, when one of my pets died recently, and I shot, shot some spatial video of her before she passed, so you know that'll be kind of interesting. I think I'm looking forward to to seeing how that looks eventually. Um, but I think a thousand, uh, basically, an iPad Pro cost is sort of my limit of pain at the moment mm-hmm. uh, speaking of which the, the there's rumors that the new ipad pro like i guess an m3 version or whatever is going to be like almost two thousand dollars and that's way beyond my pain point. it just you seems know, like an odd that's more than i paid for my macbook yeah it seems like an odd price point for what it is yeah for the for the people that would normally buy that i mean it's yeah it's, that's a price point for a professional somebody yeah, Maybe you know, and I art, get that. artist or whatever, but you know, Oof, that's a lot of so, money, though. Sure. I okay. think what I'm more interested in. I, I guess I look back. <laughs> it must be my age. I look look at things through a historical lens, <laughs> and, and I I do think you know if you look at Apple and their new product launches, the vast yeah. majority of the products that Apple has <laughs> always sold historically originated under Steve Jobs, yeah. except for the Newton message pad which was john scully's mark to the world and now yeah. this the, the the vision pro under tim cook and so i wonder you know if you compare this historical turn if that's what it is you know is this going to have a success of say you know an ipad or an iphone or is it going right. to be like this new message pad um it is kind of a test of the new era the post steve jobs era finally frankly because Everything up till now has really been an iteration of what what had come from before. Yeah, I think um, this. I think the software is clearly the big part of it. You know, the, the the spatial computing paradigm is really the thing that's new and is being introduced, right. and that's got promise. Obviously, this is a a first generation, if not a, a beta or an alpha iteration of the hardware. Um, yeah, it's it is interesting. To me, that this is more of a software-forward thing from Apple, which has traditionally been more hardware-forward, and the software right. came up. So, um, in that aspect, it's there's an open question in terms of its uh, of its success. But yeah. I, I would imagine that newer hardware might have to iterate pretty fast, like a year, the next year, 
<laughs> it, okay. it better be better hardware for this thing to really catch from what it is right now. I think you're, yeah, you're you correct know, on that, Frank. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The one, the one thing, I, 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 there's some, there's some, I, I can't remember the story exactly. I was just trying to look it up, but the Apple Watch is kind of um, a non-Steve Jobs product, although there are, there are stories that he knew product. about there, his yeah. development. Is it? Uh, before he yeah, passed the, all away, the articles are saying. Yeah, the articles are all saying that it's a that's his cook thing. Yeah, and, uh, that, and, and that's, that that's going to be well, his legacy more than the Vision Pro. Yeah, yeah, the pencil you know. too, right? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, which which Steve would have just hated, right? <laughs> I mean, he thought style. In fact, that was his dig at Microsoft with its pocket PC and, and tablet PC. Is why do you need a stylus? You know, it's just one more thing to lose. I think is what he used to say. Right. His point was, if you if you need the stylus, you did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. he was he wasn't actually saying that you shouldn't have one, but if you yeah. need it, and right. on a Windows phone originally, and if I'm, you didn't have one, you were you were screwed. And Steve would and, probably also take credit that they finally made the stylus correct, right? I yeah, mean, that's oh, probably absolutely. true. Yeah, Apple was going to be a good thing. Yeah. Well, he also did say the iPod didn't need a screen, but he introduced one with a screen before he passed away. I think. Yeah. Well, it's all iterative process, right? And that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. And I think it was Frank was saying before, it's like, that's, this is like their launch into this foray. They see like the field is growing. There's most of the technology VR, XR is not quite there yet. Apple's just already elevated to another level. And they're oh, just going to yeah. keep doing that same iterative process. Yeah. Next next six months, next nine months, you're going to be getting a better product. And once you're bit, you're going to be, you're going to be able to do a trading program, I think, for these. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, once it takes off, it'll be a Ready Player One, right? Yeah, <laughs> then Ready Player Two will be coming out with conjunction with a movie, hopefully, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I just went through the book Ready Player Two, by the way, a couple of months ago. It's a good <laughs> book. Uh, but and, and yeah, I was just thinking, you know, then this kind of this not buying the first gen is sort of me, because um, I'm always like price sensitive, and so I didn't buy the first iPod. I waited till I think the iPod Nano came out. <laughs> I didn't buy the first iPhone. I bought the iPhone 3G. I didn't buy the Apple Watch. I bought the Apple Watch 4. What am I wearing now? I've got a 6. So I bought the 4. That was my first Apple Watch. And uh, the only thing I bought the, as right out of the gate was the iPad because I knew I wanted an iPad. I looked at it as, yes, a big iPhone. That's really what I wanted. <laughs> and I was right. You know, it was, it was, a, it was oh. just something that I took to immediately after I got it. I uh, never looked back. And I'm really hoping to come up with a folding iPad mini. But okay, going from 30, oh, there's 3,500. What's I, that? Rumor this week or about the, the, the mm-hmm. potential of the next iPad mini being a foldable. Yeah. I sure hope that's true. Yeah, I hope it's affordable. Yeah, because we haven't seen, let's see, when did I buy my iPad mini 6? 2021? It's been a couple of, 2022? Yeah. It's been a couple of years, I think. I know I bought it before I retired. In fact, I bought the iPad M2 before I retired, so you know it's at least two or three years for iPad Mini. So I feel like I've saved up my nickels and dimes and I can afford a new model. Um, I guess I guess and, for uh, you're carrying carrying the iPad around a Mini around it being foldable probably makes a lot of sense. But it's not that uh, big a thing anyway. If you fit in a pack no, pocket, it'd uh, be better. But I'm gonna sit on it. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, well, I used uh, to carry you know I used yeah. to carry a, a man bag or a Merce or whatever you want to call it. Especially during the pandemic, when I had to be mobile. Oddly enough, my job needed me to mobile during the pandemic, unlike everybody else. Um, I, I had a few coworkers who got stopped by the police during the lockdown. They, you know, flashed their government badges. I, I infrastructure. I gotta go. You know? yeah. <laughs> Red stripe. 
but uh, but at any rate, uh, you know, when back when I had to be super mobile, I carried my iPad Mini ever because I didn't need a giant backpack. I just needed a little bag that I you know, slung over my shoulder, <laughs> and I carried a little Bluetooth keyboard and um, and a MiFi, and I was in business anywhere I sat down. It was awesome, you know, without a huge backpack uh, to weigh me down. I think what would be interesting there is if they really did launch it as a foldable mini, would it yeah. have? Would it be? Would it have phone functionality? It, because it? once in a folded mold, it had have to look more like an iPhone than and an iPad. And I think a lot of people, given that That'd size, cool. expect it to be a phone. So now there's a there, that in, introduces and like on Apple as to whether that foldable is a phone and then what do you do with the mini? So. I get I get the rumors just in the sense of trying to how do you reckon right. how do you reconcile a foldable okay. with and so I'm, I'm looking at Swen because he's got a fold right I do I have a Pixel Fold I also have a Surface Duo and a, and a Surface Duo is a foldable iPad Mini because it's absolutely nothing you can do with it when it's folded I mean it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a screen on the outside at all so it's like if you want to answer a phone call you've got to open it up to do it or have headsets on it something so i'm kind of wondering if on an ipad what what they would do because it's uh and the the pixel fold to me is you know occasionally i will open it up but the phone screen is so good it's like a smaller it's like an iphone uh set mini size you know so it's it's a perfectly usable phone and you you almost forget that you can open this thing up and where would they put the camera too i'm trying to think is like because you want to use it oh, for, which like, one? for the foldable iPad. I mean, you want to have yeah. it so you could fold it and like rest it down and use it almost like in a, in a laptop mode. And then, and then if you well, rotate if they do it, it, if they do it long, I mean, the the Pixel Fold is is the the whole length of the one side, just call it like Pixel. Okay. So it, the, it's a little bit it's a little bit awkward if you open it up and then lay it down. Where's kinda, the front facing camera on the Pixel Fold when you unfold it? Is it in the middle? Is it's it on, on the, the right. Side? It's on the right. It's on the right. It's side. Like an iPad. It's on the side. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of a problem. You know, one of the things I've been, I've been, I have been doing a little bit of, I'm right now I'm on a MacBook. Um, and actually you're looking at my picture on, we don't record video for the podcast, but we do for visual cues for speaking. And I, I'm using a Logitech um, webcam uh, sitting above my screen. But uh, I have been using the Pro for some stuff I've been doing with some, some friends and acquaintances recently. Um, and... I'm too lazy to unpack my my laptop for that, so I just use an iPad Pro. And having the camera on the side is actually a problem because I want to be in landscape mode all the time, and it's like it's always like I'm looking askew, like yeah. I don't want to look at them directly <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> and uh, you know, I can see the complaints people have now. I, I didn't understand it at first because I I didn't use it for my at work much for my video calls because um, I usually had the camera off. I just was you know an audio. Right. Because why do you need well, my, to see? My bet is that if Apple releases a foldable iPad Mini, yeah. it will not have phone functionality for reasons. I think they'll want to differentiate from mm-hmm. the iPhone and not and not have it be perceived as an iPhone and be a pure iPad. And if they do that, I think there's there there will be criticism. I mean, because I think people will naturally want it to have phone functionality. So. Um, and yeah. and one thing is worse, it will have FaceTime. Yeah, it will. Yeah. You, you'll be able to do FaceTime of it, but not phone calls. Yeah. Right. So, but, well, on the other could, hand, to be, they, 
Go ahead. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking they could treat it like the Apple Watch. I mean, you can do that. You could do that on Apple Watch, right? Why not? Yeah. Oh, mine, mine's got LTE down. So another hand, playing devil's advocate. Playing devil's advocate to Frank. One of the things I've always said about Apple is they are not afraid to cannibalize their own products. Um, you know, and, 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 which is kind of admirable. You know, especially because you know, as we're all former Microsoft MVPs, and you remember that the. the back then non-disclosure discussions we'd have at Microsoft about, well, why can't you do this on a, you know, Windows Mobile or Windows Phone? And they kind of hemmed and hawed, but basically didn't want to cannibalize their desktop market for like office and stuff, which turned out to be exact wrong too. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, but Apple says, eh, you know what? If we got to kill the iPod, we got to kill the iPod. It's gone. Well, <laughs> I think Apple looks at, oh, oh we, we lost, lost you, Steve. You're at Microsoft. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Yep. You're back. Okay. I think the, the Apple will probably look at it as a supplemental device, kind of like how the Apple Watch is done as a supplemental device, the iPad supplemental device too. Like it's like they have their own little niches and you want to have them all. I mean, that's the upsell they can always market. And then that's why they're successful at that. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they come up with a foldable, call it an iPhone, high uh -huh. end, and get rid of the mini. And, and that's another thing, thing, right? Our lowest price is the traditional iPad, the the nine inch or whatever that is. Yeah, and that's the iPad line. That would be my. You that know, seem makes sense. Call it pro. Yeah, that makes a heck of a lot. I mean, if you know, even if even though I'm retired now, if you told me, hey, you know what, you paid, I already paid over a thousand dollars for my phone. So if I have to pay twelve hundred dollars for a iPhone, whatever it's going to be, fifteen fifteen fold, let's call it. Uh, if I have to pay $1,500, but I get rid of my iPhone and my iPad mini costs in terms of buying new stuff, I buy one thing instead of two, I'm there. I'm good. $1,500 affordable. Except when you walk out of the house, now you have to get this larger thing that is both hey. instead of just grabbing your iPhone and walking out. My you iPhone Pro Max that. is not tiny. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. But it's, also, it'll glue two of those together. Okay, because yep. I also okay, carry an I, you... I, I carry an iPhone and an, a Pixel Seven A when I go out of the house. So like... Okay, yeah. So yeah. So you know. Yeah. Get some duct tape, put those together, and that's what you <laughs> exactly. got. Exactly. You know? But yeah. But uh, you know, so I, that's, I, I that's think... the only thing one about the Surface Duo is yeah. it is remarkably thin, okay. even yeah. when folded. It it's thinner folded than my iPhone is. Well, you know. Uh, boy, we we, I, we haven't heard a peep about Apple from what they're going to do with iPads this year. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about the iPad, the regular size iPads, including ridiculous prices. Um, but well, uh, if you think about it, you never hear anything from Apple about what they're going to do. It's always a rumor. That's true. Until they're really, the day it's released. So they're really good about not saying anything. You know. Yeah, the government could learn a few things about keeping secrets. Right <laughs> they can't. Though. They have to be transparent. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of that. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> But transparent uh, with a little bit of a warp in it, you know. So, yeah. Oh, I, I guess I remember in the 1980s. To digress a bit, I remember in the 1980s there was a huge scandal uh, in the DoD, and a lot of, I mean, like thousands and thousands of people got their security clearances dipped down one. So if you're top secret, you're being secret. If you're secret, you're being confidential. And if you're confidential, you're fired. You know what? <laughs> but, but well, I don't think anybody got fired. But it, I remember there was a huge huge change in, in security clearances at this, those like the mid eighties, I think, um, because of something that happened, which I don't remember anymore. 
they may have erased it from my memory before I left. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, moving from $3,500 and $2,000 products, Swen, you've got a couple of... Yeah, I just well, I just get one product. This is one of those. Yeah. Is, is every time I buy something from Facebook, I get so ticked off that I, I say I'm never buying anything from a Facebook ad again. And then I, you know, I scroll through Facebook and say, oh, look at this thing. This looks kind of cool. This one actually worked out pretty good. Um, it's it's a company I've never heard of. You've never heard of. And if you go through the, if you go to the website that's on the box that it comes in, uh, yeah. you get all kinds of warnings about what they're going to do. But if you really? if you use the ones I put in the uh, in the notes here, it's a it seems yeah. like a reasonable company. They've got some neat stuff. But what yeah. I picked up was a um, a um, MacBook or laptop stand if you want to use it in clamshell mode. Right. And what's what's unique about this one is it actually has a little spring hinge in it. So and I I drug my MacBook out and you know you won't see it in the podcast. But what it does is you set it in here. Right and the oh. spring just oh, so it just clamps nice. down on it like that. So it you don't have to buy. It. Yeah, it automizes on you, so you can put pretty yeah. much anything in it. I have an IKEA napkin holder um, that does the same thing. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, like you might I've be able to a, use that. Yeah, I'm holding up a, a wood and a really nice wooden um, laptop yeah. vertical stand, and it has four <laughs> hex. <laughs> I need a Allen wrench to change the it, the width of it. The so that's, that's that's really cool that it actually. It, yeah, so so you can put pretty much anything in it, and it'll just close up. Because I remember looking yeah. at uh, like Twelve South has all these nice book arcs. And you get the book arc with the right, right. insert for the yeah, you know for expensive. whether you've got the twenty nineteen or the twenty twenty or the MacBook or the Air or whatever. You got to get the right, right insert. This thing you just set on your desk, whatever you stick in it, it clamps down. So that's Sodi S O D I Gear S O D I Yeah, yeah. But they also make some other interesting stuff that they ripped off somebody else uh, for less price. So they make a nice little uh, um, uh, continuity camera mount is it? Uh, that looks very much like Belkin's uh, for half the price. Is it adjustable um, or is it just that fixed tight? So I'm looking for one that can actually oh, the, go down to like say like center of the screen. Like the, no, it doesn't go down. It's it's just like Belkin's. It sits on the back and it's just got a, a MagSafe. It's got a hinge on, on it though. So I'm looking at it. It does a, have a hinge. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, you know, it's 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 the Belkin one that's made for an iMac. So it's thicker. You know what? I, the one I find that Belkin makes for the for the laptop is will only fit on a Mac laptop. It's probably the, the cheapest thing they've in. got. But I see, uh, I see they've got a monitor top shelf, so you can put a little shelf on your on your display, and you can put stuff like a you know a smart speaker or something up there. So that's kind of I they got some neat stuff. Living in a tiny home, you know. <laughs> yeah. They got some neat stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that thing I saw and I said, oh, I'll get that. Yeah, actually, one um, of the things I've got into since I retired was kind of tidying up stuff around the house, and uh, I've been, I even I got this little shelf thing that fits over the top of my stovetop, you know, right above the controls mm-hmm. without obscuring the controls, and you can put your you know spices and knickknacks. Well, actually, it does get hot. Spices. Yeah, you can put spices and stuff up there. It's it's great. It's like you know, clear, Place clear your out cat a to sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Place for your cat to sleep, you know. <laughs> no cats, I'm sure. but I hear you. Does it have CarPlay? I hear you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it did, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, actually, you know, have a nice little screen uh, out there with a shelf, and you could just sync to it and stream your videos. You know, I have a CarPlay device that I didn't put in my car because it didn't fit well. <laughs> um, I could mount it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Drive my wife crazy. 
What did you put on the stovetop? <laughs> it's a really long, you know, narrow display. What's that? But uh, yeah, so that's that's right. one of my my retirement yeah. hobbies. Yeah, I, and the other two things I put in the show notes, uh, so we can, you know, we should never not do any technology whatsoever because no matter what we do, you know, somebody's watching yeah. us. Yeah. Two yeah. things that came across uh, that I noticed is the. They say now that covering your webcam isn't sufficient to prevent hackers because all of our devices have these ambient light sensors so they can right. be brighter or less bright when you go right. from uh, environment to environment. And they're starting to figure out how to hack those and, and get the images off the light sensor rather than, you know, uh, I don't know how great that is. I suppose if it's in the same spot yeah. in the same hole that your camera is, if you had a cover on it, mm -hmm. piece of duct tape yeah. across it covers it, that it's, too it's but... probably just a general imaging thing i don't think it's like recognizable you know from ambient you'd be surprised at what the uh, look, read the article it's kind of interesting yeah, what pixels they right? i can open it do. up it's, it depends it's on mit <laughs> yeah mit is it's ones that, and they've actually been able to uh, kind of watch for passwords people type in depending on where wow the, okay that's the sensor neat. is oh set. wow yeah <laughs> so and the other one is uh but how would you be able to see your yesterday. password if a camera the ambient light sensors oh i see because it's ambient it depends on where it is it's it off or on where yeah. It is. yeah yeah and then i remember uh, the military this is many years ago i remember the military was working on this is not classified you can like look it up um the military was working on you know see-through walls kind of tech okay. using um ambient light inside a home light and electrical sources in uh yeah. in a not a home necessarily but in a building and basically they could use that to you know get generalization of you can see people and shapes of people yeah. and things like that moving around yeah you, yeah, you see way back you could yeah 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 and way of back course, before that they could even do uh some audio on uh yeah. tele, on typewriters typewriters and teletypes where they could, oh oh printer you know, cable. the sound they printer could... cable stuff back when we had printer yeah. cables i guess the yeah. old yeah. centronics yeah. i remember yeah. that when i was this is like my first job i remember one of the things we had to go by orange book and if you move somebody's pc and printer you you kind of like decertify it of security mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't do it right because they could they could you know you could theoretically read data going from the PC to the printer off the cable if you didn't do it, it right. Like it's it. like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. it's like oh my goodness you know I brought the wrong cable with me or something but things I don't worry and, about anymore yeah yeah the other <laughs> one is the FBI is uh, saying that there you know some foreign agents are are looking at home routers a lot oh I'm now. sure. So they say, you know, if you if you got home routers and who doesn't, yeah, exactly. Update those things, and if you're ten old, ten years old, get rid of that thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's one of those. I I I look at it more like a bee sting. You know, it's just you're just unlucky if they happen to hit you. Yeah, I don't know. And you, but for some people, somebody might... important or the home router. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not so much the router <laughs> side of, but on the Wi-Fi side of things. And you know, these days most of us, our routers are also Wi-Fi access points. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's it's almost all. The IoT this is more side, just not... putting a because all our routers are based on you know you can upgrade them and you all can the change them and yeah and and the uh, yeah. the real hackers want the ones that you can change the operating system entirely to something the open art, the WRT internet. stuff yeah yeah so yeah you know the, so the problem can, I've you know, been, I've run into over the years it's become less but uh, for IoT gadgets you know like webcam security cams and things they used to be kind of fussy they're less fussy now. But one of the things I just ran into is kind of interesting. So recent vintage Wi-Fi access points slash routers uh, 
lets you combine both the 2.4 gig and 5 gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi, you know, 802.11b and then whatever, N or AC or whatever it is currently, yeah. I forget. Uh, you do a single SSID. We actually have split SSIDs That's before, right? One for 2.4, one for five. Right, and it's all of the ones I have now are like that. And they work fine with my security cams and whatnot. You know, it just it says, "Oh yes, you're on 2.4. I'll just give you 2.4." And my security cams are that dumb and happy. I recently got one for review, who will remain nameless. It did not work with it. I had to go dust off an old access point, like a travel router I used to carry with me for hotels. 2.4. That had separate, you know, 2.4 uh, SSIDs for 2.4 and five, and it's the only thing it'll work with. It turns out it's a terrible camera, so I'm not going to use it much. But <laughs> one star, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but like I said, like, really, you guys designed something that can't work with a modern Wi-Fi access point. Come on. <laughs> uh, also, your camera, your sensor is terrible. <laughs> but uh, oh well. Yeah. What else is new, right? I mean, home routers has always been. You know, people who who poke holes in it without really knowing how they're poking holes in it, or maybe they don't know they poked a hole. They just kind of auto-configured stuff to you know, get yeah, something to yeah. work, and then oops. Or the login login is admin, and the password is password. Yeah, or admin yeah. Out of the box, or no password, or you know yeah. the yeah yeah, or you know some you know like the default passwords for you know certain brands are always the same. Yeah, uh, you can scan. There's some tools out there that you can scan your network and look for default passwords too, which is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, I haven't thought about those tools in years. Those mm -hmm. those were kind of fun, weren't they? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Frank, we haven't talked to you before we sign off. Well, we haven't talked to you in a while. So, what you, what, what new things have have found your or your interest? Well, my most recent tech purchase was the uh, Box Note Air 3C. This is a e-ink tablet. Oh yeah, but Android. But you know, for for writing, if you are familiar with the Remarkable, <laughs> which was kind of the first brand that sold uh you know an e-ink based tablet yeah. for writing on it's in that it's in that vein though this is a full um running android 12 so it's yeah. got the play store on it and that so you can run and this is the 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 3c is the color variant of of um this device there is a black and white version that was the, the the combo of these like the color one came out in I want to say November and then the black and white one came out in December, um, but the, the 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 real thing for me um, is the writing. I you know I, as you know Todd I I've got a long history from the Newton oh yeah day of, of handwriting and uh, you know I was using the Apple Pencil on my iPads uh, sure. my iPad Air for work and. Uh, when you take and use one of these EMR styluses to write on one of these e-ink displays, it yeah. you know, is very much like paper. Uh, you will never want to go back to using the Apple Pencil on just a plain really? screen. It is that much different and that much better in terms of writing. Yeah, uh, And I'll put a link to it, but this is B-O-O-X, right? That one? B-O-O-X, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of these. I've heard good things about them. Um I actually am pretty comfortable with the Apple Pencil. I, I have an EMR stylus for some of my Chromebooks, but I guess it wasn't really designed as well as the the Bio books or Box, however you pronounce it. Yeah. And, now, uh, the technology is a little bit different. So the stylite, it comes with, I think, the, for the for the um, uh, the Chromebooks are still using yeah. 
a wireless connection. Uh, these styluses on here, there's no power on them at all. And it's yeah. a technology, um, the screen that kind of picks up where you're touching on, on the iPad. So it's right. all on the screen. So it's yeah. all electronics is there. There's no wireless communication or anything. Yeah. Uh, then like the walk-ons. Uh, the EMR is Wacom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got the Wacom EMR. Um, I mean, it doesn't say Wacom, but, you know, it came with like a Samsung or something I bought years ago, a Chromebook. And it, it has no batteries. There's no charging. You know, it's just, just use it. And it has some kind of, you know, it has something in the Wacom on the it, stylus itself it, that works with the screen. So it's pretty <laughs> remarkable that it doesn't need any batteries or anything. It's like an induction spring um, as you change the pressure yeah. and stuff like that. Use the induction yeah. coil, kind of like wireless charging. And so, which one did you say you got, uh, Frank? That's the uh, Air Three C or something. I'm looking Note, at the website. Note Air Three C. Note Air Three C. I'm just gonna make that. Yeah, the books makes a whole. They they're, um, they've got a whole line of these e-ink devices. So not just e-readers, but the the tablets you can write on them. This that common nomenclature for e-ink. Um, one of the popular ones that I saw uh, in that came out, I think this summer is a very is a six inch variant of this. I think it's called the Palma, um, which again I it looks it. like own, but it's an e ink display, so it's you know it's optimized towards the reading. Um, yeah. Um, so that uh, another competing product is a Supernote, which is not a. It's got a version of Android, but it's not a full. It doesn't have the Play Store on it, so you're limited uh, to writing. Uh. And, like the Kindle app, and there's one paint drawing app that comes from that. And so, do you use this 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 books box thing for just personal writing, or using it at work also? Or it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much my my personal note taking, yeah. writing. Yeah, obviously a lot of reading. Uh, Kindle, uh, my RSS feeds using the Readwise Reader Wait, app. Does it? Can you get Kindle books on here? Because it's a, yeah. a Play Store thing. Absolutely. You just install the Kindle app. Anything that's on the Play Store yeah. will run this device. That runs on a 12. Anything that's graphics, you know, like a YouTube video or something. Yeah. Because the refresh is not there. You know, slow. it's yeah. technology. It's not going to look good. Uh, but, you know, an app that, like a reading app, right, that isn't really reliant on a lot of refresh of the screen will work yeah. perfectly fine. Frank, yeah. what do you use for a note-taking application? Do you use like OneNote or... What is your go-to? Well, I'm using native. I'm using the apps that come native with this device. So um, that OneNote does run on it, but it doesn't. It's it's the latency. It, it's not optimized yeah. for this play, and so the latency is not best. Uh, but um, the other thing, interestingly, you mentioned note taking. One of the, the events that happened, uh, and and Todd, you will appreciate this more than others. I uh, finally ended and canceled my Evernote account. Um, <laughs> I had been with Evernote since its beginning in 2008, and I hear you. the latest iteration and price changes pushed me over the edge. Yeah. Um, so I took all my content that was in Evernote and dumped it into right. OneNote, uh, so I could access it that way. Though I also right. put a copy into Obsidian, uh, which turns out to be pretty well too for getting at that old Evernote-based content. Are are you are you paying for Obsidian Premium? Because I think you're kind of limited no. if you have the free version, right? No, I'm just using the free. Uh, so okay. that just keeps me using a local. I'm not syncing 
or anything. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. Got this it. Out. Essentially, a markdown editor on my computer. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been. I mean, we're going pretty long, so I'll, I'll cut it off pretty soon. But I just wanted to say maybe uh, one of these days we can talk about note taking apps specifically because I've been using Notion mm-hmm. um, more re- you know, like in the last few months, and I, I'm certainly no Notion expert. But what little I use of it, you know, what little of it I use, I should say, I'm using it a very basic way. Works really well for me, um, and I'm using it instead of Evernote now. I never really got comfortable with OneNote. I mean, I used it at work because you know we're Microsoft centric, but I, I personally I never used OneNote much. I was trying to use it after I retired, but then I said, I'll just try. I have time. I'll try Notion, and I've been using that as my Evernote replacement more recently. I was also using Google Keep, but it <laughs> didn't have all the features I wanted. Yeah, these I also use afraid Google might kill it. Basically, my alternative to a stack of sticky notes. Yes, exactly. Same. And I use it. I mean, I got stuff in there. If it's a disposable type thing, that's where it yep. goes. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff in Keep. Bunch, a bunch of shopping lists and and runs to uh, take out food orders. Yeah. My wife and myself. <laughs> yeah, I use it a lot for clipping the web. You know, like I'll see a news story or something, and I'll just clip it to Keep because. I'll know be fairly easy to find. Anyway, I, I've kept you guys a long time. We've gone over an hour just recording. So um, I'm going to thank um, um, Sven Johansson and, and Steve Hughes, and especially Frank McPherson, because Frank hasn't been able to join us in, in a few months. So really thank you for your time. And, you know, I hope the weather holds up wherever you are. I know it's pretty nice where you are, Frank, but Steve is getting like torrential rains or something. Uh, and we, we here in my, my neck of the woods in Hawaii, it's a beautiful day, except we've got wind warnings and, you know, if there's a slight breeze, our electricity goes off. So I, <laughs> I'm just glad it lasted long enough for us to record this podcast. Anyway, Mobile's podcast 495 with a good Dr. John Westfall will join us in a future podcast, but thanks to Swan and Steve and Frank, uh, we'll talk to you next time.